welcome to the Eastside Movement Company podcast. I'm Dr. Anthony Arcido, co-owner of Eastside Movement Company. This podcast, we are going to discuss all things health and wellness, dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way you can actually understand. All right, welcome to the Eastside Movement Company podcast. I am Anthony, uh, owner and of Eastside Movement Company. I was to say an operator, but I don't know why I would start it with that. Uh, <laughs> but today I have two people with me. I'm super excited to talk to um, Jillian and Alejandro, uh, owners of Live Love Relax. So thank you guys for coming over and hopping on the podcast. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Thank thanks. you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, so just to start off, like tell me like a little. I know, I mean I know a little bit about you guys already but tell other people a little bit about you guys so like what's your background in um kind of like how long have you been doing it for that sort of thing okay so my name is jillian ardwin and i'm originally from louisiana went to school in texas colorado different places and been doing massage therapy for about 14 years um i also got my rolfing certification about seven or eight years ago um so what was, I don't know, been doing that uh, for that long. And I also have a big background in dancing. Nice. Um, so that kind of was something I tried to do. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. Kind of beat up my, my body a little bit. So that kind of brought me into massage as well. Kind of taking care of myself, self-care. And I actually like to help other people take care of themselves as well. Um, I can get more into that later. Yeah. But that's kind of a general broad brushstroke of where I'm from and what I do. Nice. Right on. So I'm originally from Colombia, South America. Um, went to Canada, then went to Miami, and in Miami, I explored uh, corporate uh, work. Uh, so I did that for a bunch of years, and then I got interested in massage therapy and been doing that now for 13 years. And nice. uh, throughout all of that, I was also a pretty high competitive soccer player. Okay. Uh, so I did. Uh, I was a goalkeeper, and uh, just as the MLS was breaking out. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I took a bunch of injuries and rehabbed a bunch of different things and broken bones and whatnot. And so I have a pretty good understanding of what it's like to be a, uh, a client in the process of, of, of healing. And so I just really wanted to bring my experience and kind of help people out. And that's kind of where I got, got into massage and life. Nice. Yeah. In life. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a, we have a four year old daughter. Yes. You know, so we're also parents. Yes. yes. Yeah. And that's, yeah. yeah. So that's the other aspect of yeah. receiving yeah. self-care. Yeah. yeah. You definitely need it. As mm-hmm. someone that has a six-week-old, I definitely yeah. understand where you guys are coming from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like this could just be a podcast just about parenting, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, uh, it's super excited to have you guys. So you guys both kind of like have an athletic background and then kind of found a massage kind of through that, would you say, more? Or less like kind of being a client and then kind of seeing like the importance of self-care or like yeah so I know that's what you said but it kind of similar to you as well or something different yeah absolutely when I was in high school um, I, and I was I hadn't transitioned into goalkeeping I was a I was a left wing forward so I was just having constant hamstring issues and cramping all the time and really didn't know about nutrition back then didn't have a whole lot of guidance around that and and so the, one of the athletic trainers uh, just did massage for me twice a week, and that was transformative for me. It, it really shifted how I uh, related to my body and, and what my body needed uh, when 
I was on the pitch and when I was not Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, makes a lot of sense. And I feel like that's a ba- it's like a very um, uh, common, I guess you say, but like a lot of people that end up getting into fields like we are in um, end up being of some sort of sports background and then like facing like an injury, you know, mm-hmm. and being like, okay, like, oh, this is a really cool thing. Like I didn't know my body could heal itself more or less with just like a little bit of help, which is really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, without like any sort of like, Hey, you don't need to like have a surgery, like, and it can, it can fix itself, like, but just a little bit of a push in the right direction. That's all sometimes it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is just so awesome. So you guys, and and you guys each have a little bit of a different focus. Now you mentioned rolfing. So like, Mm -hmm. how would you describe, like if I knew nothing about massage, Mm -hmm. how would you describe rolfing to, to, to me? Yeah. So I would say that rolfing is a holistic approach to your structural alignment of your body and how it relates in in gravity and mm-hmm. like and do you have a three-dimensional understanding of where your body is in space or not so through rolfing we go through these 10 sessions and in each session we'll focus on a specific area of the body uh-huh. and we keep your goals in mind like hey i want more range in my stride hey i want more range in my shoulder and so we'll keep those in mind as we go through and we just follow the process and do the process and it, you know you trust the process and it, people get results and that's how we get better alignment and better understanding and know-how of our body and space and time um so it's just kind of a journey that we yeah. take people through um so do you go kind of like body part by body part or is it or is this are the systems for rolfing a little bit different than like you know going like hey we're doing shoulders today this today like yeah how, like yeah how does that kind of like how do the systems kind of like work or like flow yeah there is a specific area that we will focus on in each session so in session one um it kind of t- is, is the first session mm-hmm. that we touch in on as we go on the most superficial layers of the body mm-hmm. around the rib cage in the front and the back a little bit of the arms and a little bit of the hip and side of the quad and hamstrings yeah so these are kind of like the first opening layers of the body okay. session two we focus on like the knees to the toes okay you know and each session is 75 minutes so you're getting a lot of time of specific focus versus like coming into a massage oh i want an hour massage and like i want a little focus here and a little focus there but i still want you to get everything on my body yeah right so it's a little different there where we don't just say okay well, okay yeah we're gonna make time for that too actually we're just gonna focus on these areas for these 75 minutes and then the next time we're gonna do this one, and the next time we're gonna do your lateral line of your body. Mm-hmm. And the strategy that we bring to the, to the um, sessions are a little bit different because we do little, we do different areas every time. Yeah. Um, but I also, again, keep the goals in mind that the, the client has about what they're coming in for mm-hmm. at the same time. And you know, there's a little bit of space every time uh, to work that in yeah uh, most of the time. And then there's always neck work. There's always mm-hmm. some neck work to help integrate oh, the top of the spine and a pelvic lift at the bottom to help integrate the bottom of the spine because you've been laying down horizontal for 75 minutes um, and then we get you upright into gravity again Uh and we say okay how do you feel what do you notice you know now that you're in gravity does it feel different so there's also conversational piece about is it the same is it different like Mm -hmm. you know you you give me some words about how you're feeling so you know it's a little bit more it's less of a spectator sport where you just come in and like receive or watch yeah you know and it's more of a kind of participating in like oh actually i do get people to breathe or move their arm or kind of bring their awareness to that part of their body that i'm working on and it kind of just helps map everything out a little bit yeah um so yeah definitely specific areas of the body in every session 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love the couple. I mean, I really love all that, but a couple things you said. But it's like the process of it. Like yeah. mm-hmm. people like falling in love with a little bit of, the, especially from a conservative treatment standpoint. Like it's all about the process. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, like we're gonna we're gonna get you from A to B, but like you have to kind of like do all the steps in between, yeah. right? You know, which I really love that about like kind of that like system and how you like work through that. Um, but yeah, because because a lot of times people are like, oh, I'll just come in for one session and it'll be all good yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> like that's it and yeah. then and then like having it be an active participant mm-hmm. someone be an active participant in their health and like being aware of those things because i'm sure as you have all seen like because correct me if i'm wrong what like you have gone through like evolutions probably of your like treatment styles over oh, time yeah. i assume right yeah, yeah. absolutely so like is did were you always interested in like something like rolfing to begin with or did you like start off with one thing and see like hey this isn't working like what else mm-hmm. is there or like yeah kind of how did you get to this point you know i think it's an interesting question and i think it's probably, it's different for everybody but for yeah. me specifically i found out about rolfing while i was in school for massage ah. so i was getting the anatomy and physiology probably my second round i think i'd had it in college but it was you know from the massage standpoint and um my parents were going to see this rolfer in austin they said you should come and check them out and so i did and, um, you know, he was very, he was very um, knowledgeable and he was able to kind of just like tell me what he was doing, why he was doing it mm-hmm. and using anatomy and physiology. And I'm a very aesthetic learner. So it was, it was just great for me and I had an awesome experience. So that's how I found out about rolfing is like my parents were like, hey, you should try this. And I did and I loved it. And I said, okay, this is what I want to do. Nice. You know, I'm, I'm in school for massage right now and getting this information, but this is what I really want to do. So I just, I planned everything out and I got, got to Boulder and eventually, you know, just got there to make, to get my training. And I just really have a, an interest for the body and the way that it moves with my dancing background. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. And to be able to have access to my body and being able to move it in ways like I wasn't able to do before, you know, after my first rolfing session, it just really kind of opened up a whole new, um, strategy and a whole new way of looking at the body and like helping it heal. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's like, that's really cool that you're able to like learn about it in school because yeah. like, you know, through my process of where I'm at now, like I need, I didn't even know about some of the stuff that I do now until like mm-hmm. about four years later. So like, that's yeah. great. That's a really great introduction. Yeah. And it, would you say like similar thing, like from where you're at now or like has it kind of evolved over time? My evolution has been uh, pretty lengthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started off with with more subtle energy work in the 90s. So I, mm-hmm. I did uh, Reiki energy work when I was in a, uh, just graduating university with a degree in international business and marketing. And, oh, wow. And so I, I that's was... A big, that's a big, really big <laughs> it's difference. A, it's, it's a polarity, yeah. And that's, yeah. I, I kind of exist in that, you know, the different poles of life. But uh, but uh, I, I, was, I was into Reiki energy work, which is very subtle, hands-off work, you know, nothing really on the body. And then I went into corporate work, did that for a bunch of years and wanted to get back into helping people and I found massage. And so I thought it was going to be like the, the I'm going to fluff your aura yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. You know, really gonna just, you know, I'm going to do align your chakras, which I was yeah. really into. And, and then I found uh, this one teacher. It's always that one teacher that just mm-hmm. has, uh, uh, is a pivotal, pivotal uh, individual in your, in your growth introduced me to structural body work, mm-hmm. um, to looking at the body through a different lens. You know, yeah, you know, there's a subtle part that if you're into that belief system, great, but we're here in this material body and we can all agree on that. 
you know, so how is it that this body can function better? And she did a, a, a diaphragm opening on me that oh. when I was living in Colorado, it just, it got so much oxygen going through my system that I got a nosebleed. Really? Yeah. I, wow. I, yeah. And the, I mean, everybody, That's wild. a lot of people that go to Colorado that, that live there know that the air is dry mm -hmm. and there's very little moisture and yeah. I was fine with it. Mm -hmm until that session really i got so much more oxygen going into my body that that yeah i got a nosebleed and that just shifted like oh wait a minute mm -hmm. there's something that can happen immediately that can uh, impact a person's life experience yeah and, and then all of a sudden my curiosity got into into more structural um corrective type body work so i got yeah. i got my my advanced massage certification, like a, a associates in occupational therapy, occupational mm -hmm. studies in orthopedic and sports massage. Okay. Um, so stretching and, you know, facilitated stretching, you know, crack stretching, you know, mm -hmm. all these things, yeah. A ROM, B ROM, all the, all the ROMs. All the ROMs, you know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but yeah, so I had this big shift from being more subtle, you know, let's, let's see what happens with the energetic body to, okay, how can we help someone go from not being able to take a full breath mm -hmm. uh, because their clavicles aren't rotating to all of a sudden, you know, their rib cage is expanding and next thing you know, they have more oxygen. So we know more oxygen delivery. We've got, you know, more efficiency in, in, uh, in energy, yeah. you know, so yeah, long story, but that's kind of like how my evolution got into more sports athletic structural movements yeah so yeah and it's it's cool to hear like the aha moment you know when like that really clicks because i know like for me like uh sit, like very orthopedically minded like that sort of thing for a very long time like oh no like this is going to move because we're working this range of motion and the rolling glide all that stuff but then like all of a sudden you have these aha moments where you're like oh wow like all of a sudden like my heart rate feels lower when I like breathe a little bit more or <laughs> when I like bite my like, you know, left molar a little bit more, my neck range of motion increase. And you're like, there has to be something here about this. So <laughs> yeah, it's cool like, to like, huh. you know, hear other, you know, other people's stories with that because it's just so, it's so fascinating because we work in a, uh, an industry of a lot of variability, mm. you know, for mm. sure, for sure. So, so for, for you all with like massage, like obviously, um, Jillian, you found like what you wanted to do like in school. So like, mm -hmm. is that hard? Like mm -hmm. when you're in school, because I'm sure there's standards that they teach you that like is rolfing like within those standards or is that kind of like more like advanced, you know, where they're like, Hey, like rolfing is a subspecialty. It's really good. But like in school, we're just going to teach you the basics. Um, like how does, how does like massage therapy school work? Cause that's how it is for PT school. It's like, Hey, like this is advanced, oh. but like you have okay. to know like the basics to yeah. like basically become a physical therapist. Yeah. I mean, you know, more or less. I got my, my sort of my massage certification mm. in Louisiana okay. origi originally. Oh, okay. um, and so every state is different. Mm -hmm. um, they have different requirements. I think Colorado has like 1,000 hours. Oh, 500. Yeah. Oh, 500. Yeah. Oh, wow. Louisiana had 500. Um, so, yeah, you, you get taught the basics. And, mm -hmm. and I think there was a part in, in massage school a long time ago where we might have like had an opportunity to talk about a different modality that we were interested in. Mm -hmm. You know, we did, we did a report on it. Um, but there was really no talk of, of, in my training, in my yeah. in my massage training, I was like anatomy and physiology and ethics. Yeah, you know, yeah. And those are the things that we learned, and that's mm -hmm. we, we got it down. We took the test, 
you know, you took the state test, you took the national test, mm-hmm. and then you're, you know, you're good to go and you go and practice. Practice, and then you mm-hmm. just, like, submit your stuff, like, hey, here's um, how many hours I've done. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, interesting. Do, yeah, so it's kind of cut and dry like that, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and then you move to Colorado, and you learn about different schools that do different things. And, That's cool. And, um, you know, like, the school Alejandro went to, what was the name of it? Boulder College yes. and Massage Therapy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. every, every school is different. You know, I think mm-hmm. my, I feel like my school is a little bit um, basic, yeah. you know, and had s- some great teachers, but mm-hmm. it's definitely basic. And so I just kind of sought out different things that I, were interest to me. Mm-hmm. And when I got to Colorado, I, I also found other thing, other modalities I was also interested in. So nice. just kind of followed my path. Nice, nice. So, 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 would you say you guys have a lot of overlap in the ways that you treat, or mm-hmm. completely different, or yeah, like where, yeah, like where are you at, like with how you, mm-hmm. yeah, like w- with your with your treatment process, like are you guys similar, different? Well, every every therapist definitely has their own yeah. take on it. Even mm-hmm. even within the, the same class, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna have different people who have a different perspective just on what touch means for them. Yeah, right, and so they're gonna apply. Uh, touch therapies differently. Yeah. Um, but for us specifically, we do have a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we both got interested in in the fascial mm-hmm. network of the body mm-hmm. relatively early, and so um, I also went to the Rolf Institute, but I didn't finish the whole program. I just went for the mm-hmm. first two modules out of three, mm-hmm. and and so I have that that exposure yeah. uh, to structural type of myofascial work. Um, and I think that's kind of where our, our overlap is in, in the, in the fascia. Yeah. Well, I think I also, I think we have some overlap, but I also think yeah. we're, we're definitely different because I've heard clients tell us that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all are y'all are di- y'all are the same, but y'all are definitely different. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. And I think you know it might have something to do with like male female energy, but I also mm. think it has something to do with the background that you have with like sports and orthopedic that I don't. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. that training that you have is definitely um, shows up with what you do, and it's like, hey, you know, you have your arm on the side of the table, and you're, you know, hey, pull, you know, it's like, how the f does he know to tell me to do that with <laughs> my arm? And I'm like, you know, sometimes I just don't think that. I think it's just the way like every therapist thinks differently, and like my mm-hmm. brain just doesn't think that way. I might get someone to do something similar, but. Um, I, I don't know. It just comes from a different place, I think. Yeah. And so I think we're the same in the myofascial technique yeah. mm-hmm. and like strategy about it. Yeah. But I think we're different in the some of the some of the ways we go about it. Yeah. You but, know, and, and I think um, we I think we can match ourselves up with certain clients that we mm-hmm. feel would be best for, especially when they come in with X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. going to be really great for Alejandro. Yeah. You know. Um, for this reason or that reason, yeah. you know, um, post-surgery, pre-surgery, you know, oh, well, someone's coming in because they really want to work on, they, they just want a rolfing session. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's send them with Jillian. Makes sense. Oh, well, somebody really wants a little bit of energy work and some, like, sports massage, yeah. like, you know. So it's just really case by case. And so I, I long answer is I think yes. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> and is there, do you guys ever have any, like, disagreements on, like, philosophies? Like, so, like, my wife is a PA and like, mm. there's one thing that we very much disagree on. And it's like a little bit about like breathing because like mm. I, I said something to her about exercise induced asthma and she was not a fan of what I had to say. Cause I said, I said, I think, I said, I think you could cure it with just breathing properly. And she's mm. like, no, it's physiological. And we just went on this long argument. Huh. We just don't even talk about it anymore. Okay. Um, is there anything you guys 
guys ever like disagree about like where you're like you know like where you're like you know like I really think like this is this is the way to go with this or I really think this is the way to go with this or you know is there enough overlap where you're like okay I can see where they're coming from with with with, with how your thought process I think the the the, the point of contention that we currently have that really <laughs> really uh, differentiates us is when to introduce television to our daughter. Uh, <laughs> so who is so who is where? Like, are you earlier? Or are you uh, who's oh, earlier? I'm earlier. Yeah, I'm yeah. earlier. You know, it's probably totally so selfish of like, but I want to hang out with her and watch like something with her. You know, we just relax together. Yeah. No, uh, I think that's the only reason that I'm wanting yeah. to do it earlier because yeah. she still hasn't. I mean, she still hasn't sat down and watched a full movie. Yeah, we don't have yeah. TV, so yeah. Yeah. those are big helps. It's, but that's it's, the point of contention right now. They're uh, they are like it's. Uh, my I was FaceTiming my parents and I was showing to her and I like to do the back of like the phone so they don't she doesn't see the screen and my parents are like oh what is she like what does she look at does she look at your face I'm like she just stares at lights like that's all oh, she yeah. does is, I'm like yeah, they're right. so like it's just like they're just like oh my gosh this light is so great yeah and we do have we have one TV my wife has told me repeatedly we're a one TV household no more TVs uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. and so like we always position her the opposite way of the TV yeah. so she doesn't sure. see it yeah um, because man it's like it's addicting for sure yeah it's a bunch of pretty lights and the yeah. context isn't quite there yet for yeah. her understand what she's looking yeah. at mm -hmm. yeah or yeah. Totally. yeah yeah she kind of yeah. yeah she's there yeah. <laughs> were you were you a never TV like in the household growing up or did you guys have a TV growing up oh yeah we had television. okay yeah it was always in my parents room and so we always had to like sneak in a quick view of what yeah. they were watching you know by cracking open the door so my siblings and I would be sitting on the on the carpet right outside the door watching TV yeah but my parents probably knew that we were there yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But that's that's kind of like what we did for television yeah. that's awesome yeah that's yeah. fantastic yeah yeah, it's 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 a t I'm sure it's a very tough. Luckily, like we haven't had to face that yet. But like even like stuff like my friend in grad school, she was like, I just don't want my daughter to have a cell phone ever. And <laughs> and her husband's just like, but like she's just gonna like you have to have a cell phone at some point, just from like a communication standpoint. And then yeah. also like how integrated are they like in like with like their friends and like that sort of stuff. It's communication. Yeah. And I'm like, man, it's so tough because like I see her side of things where it's like. Yeah, like cell phones do suck. Like they're terrible. But like I also see like the other side of things where it's like you kind of need like nowadays you kind of need, need one. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's like almost like yeah, it's it's almost like you can't be right either way. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta make peace with uh, the decisions decisions you make. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like you just gotta make a decision and then you know hopefully it goes well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So with you know similarities differences in your backgrounds like who like who would you say is like each of your all's like ideal client like who like because I think a lot of people sometimes have maybe decision overload or like uh, mm -hmm. paralysis by analysis it's like mm -hmm. oh I have this problem like where do I even go with this so like who and like when should like people come and see you mm -hmm. you know more or less yeah I think the the when is mm -hmm. probably before an injury yeah. You know, uh, preventative maintenance, mm -hmm. um, uh, giving the body and the nervous system uh, enough adaptability so that when challenge comes up, the body and the nervous system is able to handle that load uh, mm -hmm. in, a, in a safe uh, manner and then get the help that, that, that one needs. Um, but the question was when? Mm. Yeah, so when? Mm -hmm. Before, during? Yeah. After, yeah. you know, there really isn't a, a bad time to get body work, whether it's mm -hmm. uh, for an injury, recovering from an injury, preparing for, for an event. 
you know, unloading from a work week, yeah. you know, cause that's, that's something else that I work with a lot is, um, I work with people that work on computers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people that are integrated with their cell phones, mm-hmm. you know, they have, you know, text neck, text thumb, yeah. you know, how that's all creeping around in their, in their system. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, I want a better posture, but I, I'm, I've been sitting all day, you know, am I, I'm, I'm hunched over. It's like, yeah, you know, adaptive posturing, we can talk about that, you know, but how can we facilitate you know, a shift in that. So, you know, we, it, it's kind of like a generic answer is like, yeah, whenever. Yeah. However, there are very specific times that it would be ideal, which is before things happen or when you're currently going through mm-hmm. something, trying to get into a different, into a different place. Makes sense. That makes sense. And I love what you said, adaptability, because I think that's what I see a lot of times are people either just assume when they're in pain that's the only time where Mm -hmm. things are dysfunctional Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they don't have that nervous system adaptability whether that's Mm -hmm. moving from sympathetic to parasympathetic or Mm -hmm. you know uh fascial i'm sure fascial adaptability as well from your perspective of like they only move in one direction over and over and over again and eventually something's gonna like you know freak out for lack of a better term right. yeah right wow. yeah. Yeah. yeah i like that yeah. i need to like cut that clip out and then have it for like this is what your body's doing like, right. right now yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 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 good to know like from other providers too and for other people to hear like hey like this is stuff like you can invest in like time-wise to like really like help set yourself up for success especially right. going into event going into training or just like living life like mm-hmm. like you said like we live in from what probably a lot of people aren't gonna like what i'm gonna say we live in a big city uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh we live in a big city it's it's fast-paced like mm-hmm. people are on their computers we, a lot of yeah. people are in tech and it's just their sympathetic nervous systems are going crazy yeah. yeah um and i'm sure you guys see that a lot like with stuff it's just like Oh, oh, yeah. People can't even relax. They have a hard. I mean, I speak a lot about that mm-hmm. to my with my sessions um, with my clients. It's just like helping them just come and settle. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so they can just like try to learn how to turn the brain off in a certain re- degree. Yeah, so they can relax because if if I mean it's part. I, I feel it's part of our job is to help people learn how to relax and mm-hmm. how to downregulate. Because if we don't know how to do that, we're just going and going and going and going and going. And, yeah. you know, we, we are humans and we are amazing. Mm-hmm. And our yeah, bodies yeah. are just so amazing. But, you know, I think everybody's body has a boundary and has an mm-hmm. endpoint. You know, we don't want people to get there. Exactly. You know, and there's a lot of people that have been coming in lately. And they're just like, you know, I'm noticing that I do this a lot. And I'm not in pain yet. But I think I might, it might mm-hmm. be a good idea to just start some, you know, monthly sessions. And it's like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. are you going to mm-hmm. stop working? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Are you going to stop making money to live? No. So it's like, let's go ahead and take care of your body too. So you can keep doing what you want to do. Yeah. You know, we, along the way, get to help people learn how to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In whatever, it's, whatever it's, aspect that may be, it, right? And relax. It's shocking. Like sometimes mm-hmm. when you work with people, like how tough it is to get people to breathe. Cause like a lot of times, like my first session, like depending on where we go, I'll say more often than not, like I want to teach some sort of breathing mm-hmm. and like, it's shocking sometimes how long it takes just to get someone to like, you got to exhale like and relax because they're just holding the whole time. Yeah. Not knowing though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Knowing like it's like that. they don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're like, my back feels pretty flat and relaxed. I'm like, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, reintroducing a person to their body. Yeah. You right. know, that's something that Julie mentioned about um, where a person's body is in three-dimensional space. 
versus where the brain thinks that the body is in three dimensional uh, space. Yeah. You know, so, you know, for an example of that, if you're rounding a corner and you jam your shoulder in the corner, mm -hmm. you thought, your brain thought yeah. that your body was in one place and the door jam was somewhere else, but in actuality, there was a lot of crossover. In that's it. that's, a, great, that's yeah. a great analogy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so then, so calibrating or um, reconciling those differences yeah. so that the, the body can inform the brain of where it is and the brain can actually see it versus... Yeah the overstimulation of thinking like, okay, what's the next decision that I have to make? What's the next uh, mm. uh, uh, event that I got to train for? Mm. Um, you know, really coming back into the body, sensing where the body is, yeah. you know, and then standing up in gravity, where it is in, in the gravitational field, and then adjusting along the way. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, coming back to introducing, reintroducing a person to their, to the body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And it's like kind of that time people can take to slow down, reconnect, like be purposeful with like movement and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Is there anything that you would say that like mm. maybe nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten are easy things people could do either throughout the day, you know, just throughout, you know, their week that would help them out like greatly as far as either nervous system variability, you know, anything that you guys find more or less. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Where to begin? Yeah. This yeah. is part of the beginning yeah. of part two. Uh, <laughs> I think the first couple of things that come up for me would be water. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, what's your water intake? Do you have water intake? Mm -hmm. You know, and how can you get more water into your yeah. body? Just because we're made out of water. Yeah. You know, so water, um, stretching of some sort. Yeah. You know, do you stretch at all? Mm -hmm. Like, and you do have like five minutes in the morning. You have access to YouTube. I don't even know what her name is. And, and, uh, Adrian, yoga mm, with Adrian. Oh, yeah. She's from Austin, Texas, yeah. you uh -huh. know? So, I mean, she's got plenty of videos, and some of them are five minutes, some of them are 20 minutes. Yeah. Start some sort of routine. Does, it doesn't matter what kind of the time of the day it is, but like stretch your body and move your body around. Mm -hmm. You know, think like a cat. Like, cats get up like from that. cat naps and they just like, stretch <laughs> and they move. You know, it's like we need to do the same thing. So, water and stretching. Um, I had something else, I forgot it though. Uh, yeah, coupling in with water is being mindful of the diuretics that, that you drink in from coffee. Uh -huh. You know, it kind of takes the hydration out of your mm -hmm. out of your out of your system. Yeah. You know, so having a balance of things that help you store water versus things that help you eliminate water. Makes sense. Um, and you know, Austin is is a relatively humid environment, but still, it's still it, it can have very dry days. Mm -hmm. uh, so be mindful of that. Stretching definitely movement is, is an excellent thing. Something that I that I tell my clients that I, I love to tell my clients is at the end of the day, you know, put your feet up against the wall. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put oh my gosh, uh, yeah. put a timer next mm -hmm. to you. Make sure that the timer's not too loud and freaks you out. You know, but put it, put it for two minutes. You know, yeah. so that way, you know, you have a moment to settle from the day. All the stimulation, all of the blood mm -hmm. that's been accumulating in your feet and your legs, you know, from not being able to move because as we know when we move. That's the pump that gets, you know, the deoxygenated blood back into the heart. So once we start to help that drain, our system starts to slow down a little bit and we prepare for sleep. Yeah. And sleep is really important, you know, especially when we get to phase four sleep, that last bit of sleep, you know, that is the regenerative restorative uh, phase of the sleep. So doing that at the end of the day for two minutes, you know, I want people to be hungry to do it. Again, mm -hmm. like, wow, two minutes was super quick. Went by really, really fast. Like, great, okay. Next week, maybe 
three minutes, yeah. you know, or two and a half minutes. So start to, it's like training, you know, you don't go for half an hour the first day because you just, your mind's just going to wander and go off. Mm-hmm. You know, start slowly, start uh, with increments. Yeah. Um, something that I, that I like to tell my clients, but something that I like to tell people who, who work at a desk or at a computer is take a break from looking at monitors yeah yeah the refresh rate of the screens the the proximity of the screen not uh, being able to focus you know at a distance mm-hmm. you know those are those muscles are muscles around the eye that help you mm-hmm. focus closely or fo- uh, focus further away yeah you know so taking a break from the monitor and going outside or even if yes. you have a window mm-hmm. and if you don't have a window looking at the corners of your room just taking a visual break from your computer yeah is also important yeah. Oh, for sure. And I love the idea of like, you know, like to getting outside too, and like looking mm-hmm. far away, like we'll tell people all the time. It's like, especially if they're having like head, neck, mm-hmm. tension, it's like mm-hmm. walk and look at something as far away as you possibly can. Like, it'll just help again. Like you said, like looking at some visual variability, like the feeling of things moving by you and everything right. like that, because everything is so static mm-hmm. um, for people like day in and day out. Um, you know, and, and like you said, the sleep is a big thing and people like kind of prepping for sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that there's a correlation of people that can't relax and can't sleep? Um, like people that are just holding a lot of tension and they're like, yeah, I, my sleep is just not very good. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, when that, when that, uh, hamster in the wheel just goes and goes and goes, people yeah. wake up and they're like, you know, I just woke up at three in the morning and I just started thinking about this X problem. And next thing you know, it's five in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, do I go back to sleep or do I, what do I do? Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, people who have a challenging time slowing their thought processes down yeah, tend to have a harder time falling asleep or staying asleep. I see. Yeah. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause it's just like, they're just on, on, on and it's, yeah. they can't shut it off. Yeah. 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 That, that switch has gotten kind of hidden away Yeah. a little bit underneath layers of of things yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely of life. <laughs> of life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like life just kind of gets in the way yeah. i really love what you said earlier jillian is like you're not going to stop working like you have mm. to keep working so mm. it's like how can you care for yourself in the meantime and mm. i think it's so important for people just to even take five ten minutes a day just to invest that time in like their body and like recovery and that sort of thing because life is very hard and very mm. stressful and it's like if you could even take five minutes to give to yourself like that's huge i mean yeah. it's just massive and i'm sure as you know with like a little one like it's even harder for especially for people with families and stuff like that because it's like Mm -hmm. the kids are just so much of the priority in all their stuff versus you know um, that's okay Uh, (laughs) i knocked over the mic again uh but anyway yeah even like i'm sure like people with families and stuff like that they only have a little bit of time so like i just want to go for a run you know Mm -hmm. and it's like that's just charging up that nervous system even more because they're never like cooling down or relaxing or giving their body a chance to like rest from things you know more or less that's that's so awesome yeah i I love how you you mentioned that um yeah we warm up and we cool down when we do a uh strenuous physical exercise mm-hmm. but we kind of need to say something similar for our nervous system like that yeah you know, we need to we need to give our nervous system time to cool off yeah saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh absolutely 100 percent. and so this is going to seem like a, kind of a little bit of an off the wall question but for people out there that don't know mm-hmm. when you say myofascia how do you mm-hmm. how would you describe mm-hmm. that to people um because i just i tell people a lot and like you know they're always like oh that makes that makes some like you know good sense but like i think a lot of people are aware of fascia but like i think a lot of people don't know what it is 
I'll mm-hmm. give an analogy that I use mm-hmm. sometimes that seems to work for people yeah. is because um, I'm in the kitchen a lot cooking food and mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, apologies to anybody that doesn't eat meat, but yeah. the analogy that I use <laughs> is everyone's seen a piece of chicken with the skin on. Yeah. You know, when you go to take that piece of skin off, mm-hmm. there's a there's a thin layer underneath that yeah. that connects to like the, the meat and, mm-hmm. there's, and the skin, you know, and it's wrapped around that belly of that muscle mm-hmm. you know and that's similar to fascia in the body it's wrapped around the belly of the muscle it's wrapped around every single fiber of that belly of the muscle mm-hmm. it's wrapped around the organs it's wrapped around the nerves it's wrapped around it's like a, i mean it's halloween so i also use the analogy of the the spider web the white yeah. cotton spider web you pull it one way and it's really bulky over here but then you can spread it out to the left to the right up mm-hmm. and down and it may not be even all around uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know but that's the system that's that we're trying to work with to kind of get it to talk to each other in a bal- more balanced way. Yeah. Personally, um, so I guess I've used those two analogies before of the chicken and the spider web. I like that. Because like it connects from the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, every every bit of our body is connected. I, I think somebody told me one time, like if we didn't have our our connective tissue system mm-hmm. and we just had the bones and the muscles we wouldn't really have that tensegrity that tension that keeps us together mm-hmm. you know we just kind of would like fall apart <laughs> like we wouldn't be able to stand up you know I mean, like, it's yeah I it's mean, good to have that things are connected you know yeah. but because we have that fascia that connects us and it has that tension then it helps us stay upright i think you told me that might have. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah it sounds like that person I, like I knew what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, just to kind of uh, piggyback off of that, yeah, the fascia is all pervasive. It goes absolutely everywhere. everywhere. And so myofascial work, myo uh, is muscle and fascia, well, it's a, it's a connective tissue. And so how we address the, the myofascial system or the fascial system through body work, through massage, you know, is without lotion or oil. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is that we need a lateral stretch in the skin. So the mm-hmm. skin holds a huge proportion of our sensory receptors, like mm-hmm. how we perceive the outside world. And so whether it's vibration, deep tissue, light tissue, all that happens, all that perception happens in the skin. Mm-hmm. And so lateral stretch, um, it, it's when you don't have, and this is more of a visual that I tell with, with my clients, but when I drag my fingers on my forearm going downward, you can, or just place my fingers on my skin and I move it around without dragging around, my skin just kind of goes in different directions. And so that is lateral stretch. And so in myofascial work, when we work, when we don't use lotion or oil, we have that drag mm-hmm. on on lateral stretch and lateral stretch. Uh, it stimulates a particular sensory receptor mm-hmm. that talks to the brain in a very particular way. So yeah. we send upstream into the brain uh, a very special signal, and then the brain does its fancy calculations, mm-hmm. and it comes back with another signal that that tells the body that gives it in instructions on what to do next. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. No, I think that's a great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i think both i think those are both like both great 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 and so and, and so with the fascial system kind of one of my last questions why should people like not necessarily be concerned about their fascial system but like what is when people are in pain what is the fascial system doing like how is that affecting them 
Yeah. Pain, pain is a fascinating creature mm -hmm. uh, because we experience pain when there's tissue damage. Mm -hmm. So if somebody breaks an arm, they're going to feel pain. If somebody mm -hmm. cuts uh, their skin in a particular direction, you know, you're going to feel certain, certain sensations. But we also experience pain without tissue damage. Mm -hmm. So the thought of something elicits a response of, of, of pain. And so working with the, the fascial system, we, again, coming back to reconciling where the body thinks it's, where the body thinks it is and where the brain thinks it is. And so we, we help the brain see that the body is actually doing quite well. Yeah. That the healing process has done what it needed to do and now, or at least it's in the process, if it's an mm -hmm. acute injury that we're working with, mm -hmm. that it, we are guiding it in the, in the direction mm -hmm. that it needs to go mm -hmm. so that it can have completion of that cycle. Because very frequently we get caught in that, in that pain re-injury cycle and there really isn't an injury, but we're still not confident about putting pressure or not, mm -hmm. not really having that toe off with the, the full expression or you know the downstroke of the pedal you know because mm -hmm. you know i remember you know i was feeling this and so yeah i was like well okay let's let's have uh, your your body your physical body your fascial system your neurology your neurology talk to the brain so the brain can really tell you that things are fine yeah you know let's let's get you doing what you love to do confidently mm -hmm. again competitively if that's if that's your thing yeah yeah I think that um, because we have conversation with our clients about things like this, it, we're able to tell them, like, help them um, translate, like, what it is they're feeling. Yeah. Like, what it is their body's telling them. It's like, what actually, mm. not only are we helping them define where their body is in space, but it's like, oh, man, I just have mm. this pain, I have this pain, I have this pain. It's like, well, actually, this is what we found, and how does it feel now? Yeah. You know, having that conversation about it that way. And I think the myofascial work, is really helpful for that because like he was saying it taps into those lateral uh, receptors lateral stretch receptors mm -hmm. versus when you get a massage you have oil it's more superficial layers and it's uh, different receptors that you're talking to yeah so it's like I'm, I'm just super stressed out and I want to relax I don't want to think about anything or talk about anything yeah massage mm. is great yeah but actually I want to want to get I'm past that now and I want to get into a deeper understanding of what's going on and how I can help fix it okay yeah. can we work with you know some myofascial techniques and we have more of that conversation there that helps with the quote-unquote pain that that might be feeling yeah totally and and, and kind of uh continuing off of that when uh, a person receives myofascial work there's freedom mm -hmm. that they're they, they achieve mobility that they're able to express and so when we have differentiation uh rolfing and, and structural type of myofascial work is fantastic for this and when we have differentiation from one muscle group to another, mm -hmm. then we have efficiency and movement. And so when we have efficiency and movement, we consume less energy mm -hmm. uh, in a particular movement. And so then your workouts become, uh, you know, you can, I'm not saying that you should work out longer, but mm -hmm. they become <laughs> less hard, Yeah. you know, because you're becoming a more efficient system, Makes you know, sense. both through, through breath, but also through movement and yeah. How you how you perceiving your body through this three dimensional space? Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I, I love everything you guys just said because I think it really speaks to the fact that like, hey, our body 
pain can tell us different things mm. and it's not always telling us that something is damaged like you said like right. it can be it can be a very different response and, and it's so nervous system dependent um and then also like as you said, um, getting in touch with your body and connecting with your body is such a huge thing for people because we lose that over time, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on. I, again, I cannot recommend, uh, these two again, highly, highly recommend, uh, Jillian and Alejandro. Um, they're very thoughtful. They're very caring. Um, like I said, there's some of the best people I've met. Um, so if you are in the market or like looking for a massage, if you're someone basically that moves or works, like you basically, you know, you should think about contacting them, but what is the best way to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, you can always uh, get a hold of us, uh, through our number, 512-402-2669. We have Instagram and all the socials, Live Love Relics, R-E-L-X, mm-hmm. and Instagram and Facebook. Um, just giving us a call. Yeah, give know. us a call is good. Leave us a message if we don't answer because we're probably in session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, giving us a call and leaving us a message. Uh, we definitely re- return calls. Um, email is another one too. Yeah. So info at liveloverelax.com. So calling and emailing is, is good. Awesome. Um, some people will prefer texting so yeah. you know, respond to that as well yeah um like i like you know everybody's body is different everybody has a different way of moving their body everybody mm-hmm. has a different way of communicating via, via uh, <laughs> telephones yeah. so. i've gotten an instagram call before i don't know if that has happened oh, to you guys yeah, yeah. yeah i'm like i was like this has to be a mistake and i marked it off and then they called again and i was like well oh. i guess not so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah instagram call it was the first one i've ever had so yeah. <laughs> but thank you guys so much again yeah, really sure. really appreciate your time you uh again uh people look look them up uh especially if again if you're someone that moves and you're someone that works mm-hmm. you should be seeing them mm-hmm. all right well thank you guys again uh thank appreciate you. your time before we go i wanted to thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed the episode and would like to help support the podcast take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Eastside Movement Co. To stay up to date on all the latest from us, sign up for our newsletter on our website, eastsidemovement.com, or give us a follow on Instagram at Eastside Movement Co. Thank you again for listening. Mm-hmm.